0: I'm a female, and at the time this story occurred, I was 15. My best friend Ellie would spend a lot of time in my house. I kind of just assumed that this was because she had two younger siblings that she didn't really get along with well, and the father wasn't in the picture, and their mom was gone most of the time. Every weekend, Ellie would stay at my house. On this particular weekend, I'd asked Ellie if maybe we could stay at her house instead. I was just kind of wanting a break from my parents. And I had never stayed over at Ellie's house before. Her mother said that it would be fine and that she wasn't going to be home much anyway. We went to Ellie's house straight after school on a Friday. We sat down on the couch and we had watched some TV for a bit. After a while, we decided we wanted a snack and we went into the kitchen to see what we could find. They had a side door and their kitchen was open with a screen on the outside. I was very startled when I saw a man standing in front of the screen door looking inside. He looked to be in his late thirties and he was really dirty and shaggy looking. I actually wondered if he was homeless. Once we made direct eye contact with him, he then said, Well, well, well. Hello there, young ladies. Dave, Ellie said. She told this guy Dave that her mom wasn't there. The man replied back, Yeah, she never is. Who's your little friend here? He asked as he creepily looked me up and down. She told him I was her friend and that we were just hanging out having a sleepover. Ellie seemed uncomfortable and I was too. He stood there for a moment just smiling at us when he then said, So are boys allowed? I'm sure a couple of cuties like you have boyfriends coming over. We grew increasingly uncomfortable and Ellie told him that she had to watch her brother and sister for the night and that her mom would be home later. I knew that wasn't true though. Her siblings were staying at her dad's that weekend and her mom would be going out with her boyfriend, so most likely she wouldn't be coming home. The man was still standing at the door, smiling at us. He then said, Oh well, I guess. Tell your mom I stopped by. See you sexy ladies later. When the man walked away, I asked Ellie what was that all about. She told me that Dave was her neighbor. Apparently her mom had gone on a date with him several years ago when they first moved in her mother wasn't impressed with Dave and there was no second date. She said that he was cheap, had bad hygiene, not at all interesting, and was far too forward sexually. I guess this Dave character would stop by frequently trying to get the mom's attention and then flirt with her, much to everyone in the household's dismay. Ellie also said in the last couple of years, he seemed to start taking more interest in her, even making the horrific comment about how she's grown up enough to wear bras now and suggesting that she should come over in a bikini to sunbathe on his deck. I was totally horrified. What a creep. We tried to relax some and forget about the creepy neighbor. We ate some junk food, watched some of our favorite shows, and also took some quizzes out of teen magazines. It was getting dark and we were starting to want dinner, so we ordered a large cheese pizza. Not even ten minutes later after the pizza had arrived, there was a knock at the front door. We were both really surprised as it was going on 9pm at this point, and we weren't expecting anyone. Ellie got up and looked out the peephole. She looked right back at me wide-eyed. She put her finger up to her mouth and told me to be quiet. There was another knock at the door, then a voice. It was Dave. Girls, I know you're home, he said. We were both frozen in fear. Then Dave the creep said something along the lines of that he knew we were alone and saw that we were hungry for a pizza and so he thought he'd bring us a large sausage. Yeah, I know. Cringe. After a few minutes of not responding, Dave said something about us being stuck up little girls and then left. We went around the house closing all the blinds and making sure all the doors were locked. We were so scared that we barely had the volume of the TV up and kept the room lit with one tiny dim lamp out of fear of Dave seeing or hearing us. Once it got to be around 10.30, we were really fed up with having to sit still in the dark. Ellie got up and peeked out the window at Dave's house. She said that all of his lights were off, so he probably went out or went to bed. We felt comfortable enough to turn on some lights and relax a bit, so we put on some music and chatted some. We were sitting on the piano bench in front of the dining room windows when all of a sudden, we then heard a tapping outside the window. I guess we had only closed the shades halfway, because when we looked over, you guessed it. There was Dave peeking in. He held up a six-pack of beer saying that he knew Ellie's mom wasn't home and that we should let him in so we can all party together. I guess Ellie had enough at this point because she stood up and yelled at him, no, and that he needed to leave. Dave had a completely blank look on his face and then he said, you know I can just come in, right? Ellie then yelled at him that she had spoken with her mom and she was calling the police. Well, at that point, Creeper Dave started to back away, saying he was just kidding and that we needed to calm down. Ellie stood her ground until she knew Dave was in his house, then proceeded to call her mom's boyfriend's house. She told her mom all the creepy things Dave had been doing, but her mom didn't believe us and she thought we were making things up. She said we should just go to bed and everything would be fine. Ellie was so upset. We ended up locking ourselves upstairs in her mother's bedroom. We didn't have any more problems with Dave that night, and we finally got some sleep. After that night, as you can imagine, we decided to just go back to sleepovers at my house, and I think that's for the best. Before I start this, I just want to say that I in no way blame this on my friend or her mother at all. The story takes place around two years ago, during the summer of 2019. I was 14 years old at the time and I had a really big group of friends that I would go to the pool with like almost every day. We all lived only a few houses away from each other, except for about three of the girls. There were eight of us. The day was like every other day. We woke up, put on our bathing suits, and we had our friend Ryan's mom take us to the pool. She happened to have a minivan that could fit us all. We got to the pool around 11am and swam until about 9pm when the pool closed. Since all of our parents were super close and we still wanted to keep the fun going, we decided to crash at our friend Ava's house. She had a huge downstairs basement that was soundproof because her dad used to teach guitar and drum lessons to people all the time down there. Two of our friends, Carly and Erin, didn't really want to go because they felt really tired and dizzy for being out all day and night. So we said our goodbyes to the two of them as their parents came and picked them up. And it only took about four minutes for Ava's mom to come get us. She had a smaller car so we had to squeeze in a little more. When we got to Ava's house, we came inside and thanked her mom for driving us before going to get some snacks from the kitchen. As we walked into the kitchen, we could see Ava's stepdad, David. None of us really liked David since he kind of had a reputation of being really creepy towards us and making rude comments to us whenever our parents came to pick us up. We walked to the cabinets and grabbed all we needed and proceeded to pile down the stairs to the basement. Let me give you a quick layout of the basement. As soon as you walk down the stairs, to your right is sort of a kitchen and work room, and then to your left is a basement living room. And then once you walk past the sofas, there's a pool table. On the left of the pool table, there's a hallway where on the left is a bathroom and storage room, and then to your right is a bedroom. All of us really smelled of sunscreen and chlorine, so we split into groups of two and went to each different room to change out of the bathing suits and into clothes. The basement was kinda creepy, and none of us wanted to be alone in any of the rooms due to the previous paranormal experiences we've had there. Ava always had spare shirts that she'd let us wear that used to be her dad's. And since most of us were five foot two and shorter, the shirts covered us enough that we didn't need to wear shorts. And if you're wondering, yes, we washed our hair. We would usually take turns taking a shower, but we were so tired that we just tilted our heads back over the tub and then took turns washing each other's hair Once we finished with that, we walked to the basement bedroom and got comfortable. We made bracelets, talked about drama and the new school year coming up, eat junk food, drink Pepsi, and then watched the new season of Stranger Things. After around three hours of this, our friend Ryder was asleep on the bed while the rest of us sat on the floor talking. While Ava was halfway through her sentence, we heard the stairs of the basement then creaking. All of us were silent. Ava said it could just be one of her cats or something, But before she could even finish, we then heard around six more steps from the basement stairs area. Ryan, the oldest of us, seemingly the most freaked out, quietly walked to the door and locked it while me and my friend Molly went to turn off the lights. We waited around five minutes, the only light coming from the computer screen that we'd been watching Netflix on. We quietly whispered about what the noise could be until we heard sliding footsteps coming into the hallway of the basement. Me and Ava grabbed onto each other as everyone else fell silent. After about two minutes of hearing nothing, we all then moved to the bed. While doing this, we managed to wake up Ryder, who then loudly asked, What the hell are y'all doing? Ryan covered his mouth with his hands while telling him what was going on. Ryder, who hates when people wake him up, sat up and told us to calm down, or in his own words, chill the fuck out, as he walked to the basement bedroom door and unlocked it. He swung the door open and what we saw made us all stiff as a board with fear. There in the doorway was Ava's stepdad. Her stepdad was terrifying. He was six foot four, short brownish hair, heavyset, and he had these square glasses that could reflect about anything. Me and everybody else in the room screamed at the top of our lungs as Ryder slammed the door in his face, locked it, and ran into the bed into me and Ryan's arms. We all stayed as silent as possible as we waited for what felt like hours as we heard Ava's stepdad groaning and asking if he could join us. Our friend Izzy and I began to cry while Ava called her mom to come down and get him. After I'd say about 45 minutes, all was silent and we ended up falling asleep piled up on top one another. We woke to the sound of Ava's mom knocking on the door. We then unlocked it and let her in. She then explained to us how after she brought David back up, he then told her, That many young girls down in the dark basement all by themselves is really dangerous. Anything could happen and no one would hear anything. Thank goodness those two boys were in there and were smart enough to lock the door in case anyone tried to do anything. When her mom told us this, I felt sick to my stomach. When I looked over, I saw the look of pure horror and disbelief on everyone's faces. After that, we all decided to go home. I'm 16 years old now and Ava's stepdad passed away due to the coronavirus. Me and those girls aren't as close anymore, but that night and all the other experiences we've had since then have stayed between us, and they probably always will. Hey everyone, apologies for the brief interruption on the stories, but I need to take a moment to thank today's sponsor, ShipStation. Do you have your own side business, like maybe on Instagram or Etsy? If so, then ShipStation has you totally covered. I think we all know that sometimes shipping can be an absolute nightmare, but that's why there's ShipStation. They make it really simple to manage all your orders and get your products out the door so you can get back to doing what you really enjoy, expanding your business. ShipStation is the number one choice of online retailers. You can import your orders from any sales channel, ship with any carrier using ShipStation's deeply discounted rates, and also automate just about any shipping task. It's no wonder that over 100,000 online sellers choose ShipStation. Regardless of how you sell, Shopify, Etsy, Instagram, ShipStation funnels all your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even on your phone. You'll even get access to really amazing discounts with major carriers, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS. Easily compare carriers and pick the best solution every time. With ShipStation, small businesses can access the same rates usually only reserved for Fortune 500 companies, but without the contracts or commitments. Ship more in less time for a lot less money. Just use my offer code CANNIBAL to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in CANNIBAL. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code CANNIBAL. Make ship happen. Sometimes you need a bit of fun in your life, and certain people can definitely make it brighter. I'm talking about friends. Close friends. This story's been in the back of my mind for about two years now, and it's one of the most terrifying experiences of my entire life that I really want to forget. It occasionally pops into my mind, and it still gives me the shivers to this day It was the end of another school week, a Friday, and as a lot of us teenagers do, we decided to have a sleepover on the weekend. My friends agreed with me, and we happily walked home, talking about what we should do the next day and where we should go, and all that stuff that you'd expect to talk about. One of my other friends said that we should have a sleepover at his place. I'm not revealing their real names for privacy reasons, so for this story I'll call them X and L. And in case you're confused, it was X that said he wanted us to sleep over at his place. I quietly walked home as I and L split up to go to our own houses to pack up our belongings for the sleepover. I grabbed out my bathroom equipment, sleeping bag, and fresh clothes, and all the other stuff you would need for a sleepover. Once I was finished packing my bag, I had called both X and L on our group chat and told X that I had packed and I would asked my parents if I was allowed to come and told them they said yes. And L said the same thing as me. We were all excited, and X said that he'll be waiting at the park down outside his house to meet, since the park was only two houses down from his place. I casually walked to the park, which was approximately 10 minutes away. Right as we got there, I saw X and L already at the park. I gave them both a wave, and we all walked to X's house. We all got inside and made ourselves comfortable with our sleeping bags in the living room, because X's room was, well, a tad bit tiny. I think that the time was somewhere around 12.30 a.m. I remember it raining ever so slightly. We were all laughing and giggling about certain events that had happened at school that day, but I guess that isn't really relevant to the story. I told them that we should probably all go to sleep since it was extremely late and that I was really tired. Elvin replied, Alright then, I mean, I guess it is a pretty shitty night after all. We had all started laughing at that response and it eventually got to the point where we started talking less and less and then eventually falling asleep from boredom. However, I didn't really fall asleep that night. I was rolling over in my bag and just trying to get into a comfortable position to sleep in, but had no luck falling asleep. I had my eyes wide open, staring at the blank ceiling. I looked at both X and L, who were both pretty wiped out into slumber. I got out of my sleeping bag as quietly as I possibly could, and then went into the kitchen to get a drink. But after I had my drink of water, I had heard some type of noise coming from a wall. I didn't really make it out at first, and I kind of had a difficult time trying to figure out what it was, and it was coming from the living room. I carefully went into the living room, and then tried my best not to step on I was standing in the middle of the room, trying my best to find out where the hell the sound was coming from. Okay, to give you a bit of context, if you enter the front door of the house, the living room is in the first room that you enter, and the left side of the living room where you enter is a giant window. Well, the tapping sound was coming from that window. My heart was starting to speed up now, but what was the only logical option, you may ask? To look through the window. I told myself to just go up to the window and see what it was, so I proceeded to do so. I stopped. There was something else. The windows were closed by blinds. I leaned my ear closer to the window. Now along with the tapping, I could also hear breathing. I could barely just hear it over the rain. Very slow breathing. I couldn't say anything. I very slowly backed away from the window. I frantically woke up both X and L in a panic. They both said to me, What? What is it? in a grainy, tired voice. I told them to shush themselves and to listen. However, the tapping and breathing soon stopped. Elvin then said, Dude, I don't hear a thing. I told them what I heard, but they didn't believe me. I was getting mad. But then El suggested, Why don't you just go outside and check? I immediately said something along the lines of, Fine, I'll go out there. In fact... Why don't you both come out with me just to be sure? I opened the door quietly and motioned my friends to come outside with me. We got to the window outside the house and nothing. There was nothing there. X said to me, I told you, I knew there wasn't going to be anything there. We both talked about it for a bit outside and X said I was crazy, but the story doesn't end there. Out of the blue, Elle nervously said, Wait, who's that guy over there? We all looked, and there was a dark silhouette that was just standing still a few houses down the street. He was probably about five foot five, and he was wearing a raincoat from what I remember. My friends both looked at me, knowing that I wasn't crazy. The guy was just staring at us, not moving a muscle, but he then started laughing in a sort of sinister kind of way. Within that moment, I said softly, Go for the backyard gate, right now, do it. The guy continued to stare at us while we both slid slowly to the gate, which was very close. Suddenly the guy just full on sprinted right toward us without warning. My life was in slow motion. I dashed for the gate. All of us got in and I was actually the last one to get in and then I locked the gate. The guy ran into the gate with such force, but the gate didn't budge. The gate and fence were really high and he couldn't possibly get over it. He then started banging and screaming at the gate, yelling things like, Come on out here and I'll kill you, you dumb teenagers. And I'll honestly never forget that sentence. We made a run for it to the back door of the house and woke X's dad up. He bolted straight outside and said the guy made a run for it and was already halfway down the street. He chased after him, screaming for him to get back here X's Dan called the police straight away. They arrived a little while later with cops. Three searched the area while one stopped to talk to me about it. The three cops found nothing except for a long and sharp kitchen knife that was dropped outside the front lawn. I shuddered. One of the policemen asked me if I knew what he looked like, but I couldn't make anything out other than he was somewhere around five foot five and wearing a raincoat. He wasn't seen again after that and he hasn't come back. But the police that day said they found dirty boot marks right outside the front door. But the really creepy part about the bootmarks outside the door is that apparently that door had a peephole. And that peephole could make you see through both ways. Plus X's house is old and that guy was possibly spying on us through it. Moral of the story is be very careful during the night. Because anything can happen if you're not careful.